If you're looking for a new way to support SideMission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty, and I was joined by two of the boys, Kyle. And Thacker has finally decided to get off his ass, and he's back on the podcast. Thacker, welcome back, buddy. I appreciate it. This move has been crazy. Okay, yeah, we don't really care all that much. We're here to talk Damn. about that island, so anyways. Yeah, fair. So, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just dive right in, because Dead Island 2, um, you know... This is this is a tough one to talk about. This is a really really tough one to talk about. So, Kyle, do you remember your reaction when the reviews for Dead Island Two came out, and oh, it was primarily sevens? Yep. And uh, little did we know that was uh, maybe the least of our issues with Dead Island Two was that the game just wasn't really as good as we were hoping. Uh, again, a lot to talk about here. We'll get to the positives first because. There's a lot to talk about critically, and uh, yeah, it's not that part of this episode is either going to be a lot of fun for us, or it's not going to be that much fun at all. It's yeah. going to be great for you to listen to, because we're going to go fucking ballistic, probably, about a lot of this shit. Yeah. But, uh, Kyle, is it going to be another Scorn episode? Well, I don't know. If you sit here and defend the story like you tried to on Saturday, we might have a problem. <laughs> I, might, I might throw my mic through the damn TV, but... Oh, no! Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I might, I might go full Thacker and break a TV today. Who knows? <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. No, no, you deserve that if you're going to defend this shit bird story. <laughs> we did, we did not need a story time coming up on that one. Side mission oh, story time oh, next wait. episode. It, it will happen next episode, just so you're <laughs> it aware. It better not. It better not. It 100% okay. I will break both of y'all's TVs then. <laughs> You've, already one of his. You've already broken one of his. I mean, shit. It had nothing to do with his. <laughs> Your foot says otherwise. <laughs> My foot was nowhere near it. So what is right? You're I'm just kidding. Anyways, back to Dead Island 2, Kyle. Um, there are positives about this game. Yes. There are positives. Uh, one of the biggest ones me and you discovered once we got past kind of uh, the random ass overpowered zombies that were in our area, the co-op, the co-op's a lot of fun. Yeah, I honestly really like the co-op. Um, in the first game, I never played Riptide, um, but I was really glad that they were keeping this uh, multiplayer co-op. One thing that I think is really stupid though is this was only three player, and like it's twenty twenty three. Why why do we not have a four player co-op? Most games are four player, but. The co-op is always really fun. Um, in games like this, where it's kind of just a open-world sandbox, because there's endless amounts of just crazy shit you can do with your friends. And I feel like you can always find, you know, ways to enjoy yourself in games like that. Even in a bad game, if it has co-op and you can play with your friends, you're probably going to get more enjoyment out of it. Because you're suffering together. <laughs> but <laughs> true, true. This, together, holy shit this game's combat is what really impressed me because of their you know trademarked flesh system where every single model was layered from the skin to the muscle to the guts to the skeleton and i thought that that was pretty innovative because it was so pinpoint accurate 
when you hit a zombie or when you shot a zombie, you know, or you sliced a zombie up, they would you would actually blow chunks off of that part of the zombie that you hit or that you shot. Or, like, if you're using a bladed weapon, you would cut them open and you could see inside. You could see, you know, the muscle underneath. And if you keep cutting them up, you could see the bones underneath. And, you know, the... The way that they built this combat kept it very fresh, I felt, going throughout. There was always different ways to go about, you know, dispatching zombies, especially with the different environmental hazards that you it, it really makes you think sometimes because there were a couple of points where, you know, you see a generator with no battery and the wire's obviously going into the pool. So if you throw a bait bomb into the pool, go get a battery put it in the generator, you can electrocute all the zombies. And it was just different random stuff like that that I felt like, you know, every time I came back to it, there was always something new or some some new way to uh, kill zombies that kept it fun. I agree with a lot of what you just said, although my mind kind of, I heard the line blow chunks off different parts of the zombies. And I kind of <laughs> just, my mind kind of just stayed there the whole time. But I, do, I agree. I think that, I think that the co-op, co-op's, uh, really, really good. Again, like I think that we ran into a couple issues early where we we ran into areas we maybe weren't ready for, and yeah. we kind of just hit some zombies that had skulls next to their names instead of levels. Uh, we didn't realize that named zombies were going to be a little bit more powerful. Which, to be fair, probably more so on us than it is the developers of the game. Yeah, <laughs> so that's probably more on us. That's on our stupid asses. Uh, and the combat, phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. That 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 part of the game is really good and and in a sense it's really what carried me to the end of this game yes. uh thacker the last real positive that i could speak on um well outside of you know the soundtrack was really really good as well uh yeah. i thought the game ran very well i thought it's a good looking game the details are really good i feel like visually and performance wise there's not a lot to complain about for this game outside of i know you two had some crashes those are issues yeah I feel like if you set the crashes aside, which, as Kyle, I think we learned with your PS5, maybe it just needed a good old dusting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think that you set the crashes aside, the the performance issues are very, very minimal. Most definitely. Uh, The game looks incredibly flawless, in my opinion. With, of course, I didn't experience any of frame rate drops or pop in much. Like... It runs smoothly, and that's one thing I can appreciate for a game that we've waited 10 years for. And with everything, one thing that just, outside of the crashes, of course, that really helped this game move along was, of course, the combat. And even in combat, you don't see much of the frame rate drops, you don't see any pop-in, it's smooth. And I can greatly say that even with the story being lacklustered, and yes, I will still say it's lacklustered as all get out. Um, it was nice to have that. It was nice to actually have a game that looked really good, yeah. even in combat. Th- this game looked good. There were quite a bit of times, though, where I had zombies pop in, or there were actually invisible zombies I couldn't even see. I recorded a video the other day of apparently a zombie, it was a screamer that wasn't even supposed to spawn. It got this huge error message above it. I took a picture and I sent it to you guys, but 
it said that this was, you know, an unrecognizable spawn or it wasn't supposed to be here and to like contact the devs with a screenshot or something. But um the graphics, yeah, I, I can say the graphics were pretty good. They did good on the detailing, especially with the the enemy models, the character models. I felt like the environments felt really detailed and different. Um but the the pop in definitely came in when it came to zombies because there were some times where I would actually I would be I would stand there and I would turn around and the zombies would be there, turn back around, they're gone. It, it was fucking See, weird. I didn't experience any of that issue really. Like I'd of course have the zombie that came up behind me and me not paying attention until I got hit once, but I didn't really experience any zombies like popping in out of nowhere. Yeah, I, know, I had I, weapons popping in and out though. I don't know. I think Kyle actually has a point here because I do remember several, several times when it felt like I cleared out an entire area and then I would turn around and randomly there'd be three zombies behind me. Yeah. There would just randomly be more enemies. And, you know, for some areas you could say, well, eh, maybe you just missed an area or maybe they came over from, you know, an, an area that you had just gone through. Maybe you ran past a couple. Sure. You could say that, but some of these areas were pretty closed off. And you're talking like I thoroughly, you know, killed everybody. You know, there was one moment and I this happened, I think this happened relatively early. This might have been the very first mission where the objective was kill them all. I killed them all, got the objective done, turned around. There was three more zombies. What the hell? Like, I I couldn't explain it whatsoever. I couldn't explain it any better, at least whatsoever. But th- that literally happened where the objective was kill them all. I did that. It gave me the check right. mark for the objective. It gave me my next objective. I turned around to go loot, and there were three more zombies behind me. Yeah. I the, couldn't make sense of it. That's, it was, re- it was that's weird. Crazy. Yeah, sometimes the pop-in is weird because zombies will just appear, and it's like the fuck. Like, seeing them spawn in is one thing, but when they're just there, when they just... And you don't know where they came from, <laughs> it's like... What? Kyle got that soundboard now. <laughs> That's an all-time side mission right there. <laughs> I just, I would get so mad when I would see, like, zombies just, like, fading in. This game is, you know, releasing in 2023 on the PS5. This shouldn't be a thing, you know. It, it, across the board, it, you know, it's it, it should have been a next-gen exclusive, so we could have avoided that. It also maybe should have had a little bit more reworking because this game had been stuck in development hell for 10 years. And now, you know, you can kind of see the 10-year span because the game, I don't know, the the traversal was a little weird. I thought it was stupid that you couldn't fast travel just from wherever. You had to go to a fast travel map just to fast travel, where in a lot of games you could just fast travel to any camp or any location you want to from wherever. I also didn't like how each area was like sectioned off and you had a whole loading screen in between and like you there were so many times where like you had to, you know, especially on the beach where you had to like wait for these gates to open and close and I I felt like the game could have been all connected, one big city, keep areas locked off obviously until, you know, later points in the game, but it just it it doesn't feel very you know modern when it comes to the traversal, and especially when it comes to the writing. Holy shit! Some of this stuff was so fucking outdated. 
I earlier heard my character say, you know, like it was very, very something much wow. And I was like, are you seriously quoting a Doge meme from like 2012? <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to touch on something. Definitely you just dated. Said. There, there is one thing though I do. I, I, I want to say I disagree with that. I don't know. For me, everything being sectioned off made this game a lot better than it would have been if it had been open world, in my opinion. I don't know. I, yeah. I agree. I personally right. thought that it being sectioned off, yeah, the loading screens are frustrating. You get to the end of each area, like you feel like it shouldn't be that way. But I, I don't know. I feel like there would have been severely more performance issues if this had been open world and That's didn't have true. loading screens to block everything off. I see your point that in 2023. Uh, you shouldn't need that with the technology that's available. You should be able to release a bug-free game yeah. or at least as close to bug-free as possible without worrying about that. I also see why they did it because that, that in my opinion, does cut down on the amount of bugs there are when you do inc- you know, right. include those loading screens. Uh, the dialogue is absolutely putrid. It's fucking terrible. Like, yeah, this is... this is What, like, what was that th- one part that you were always... <laughs> that you said you were going to start quoting? There was there was a mission early on to get one of the bobcats back. And it's it's this science, the school's high school science team or whatever. I don't even really know if that's correct to be honest. And you go and you save him, and you say he tells you to do something, or he asks you to like you know kill all the zombies in the area. You do so, and he turns to you and goes, "That was baller as hell, no cap." <laughs> and I it's just cringing. like it's just like who wrote uh... that. Like and the problem is, the problem is here is that a lot of the dialogue seems like it was written almost to make you cringe. Like it, yeah. that was the goal of the of the dialogue is we want you to cringe here. We want you to have a bad reaction to it. We want it to be bad dialogue. And my my problem is, yeah, the story is is kind of silly. And yeah, Dead Island's a silly franchise. It's you know, in the first game, if I remember correctly, there's a mission for a little girl where you have to go get her teddy bear. Yeah. Like, yep. like Dead Island is a silly franchise to begin with, but the dialogue at a certain point was just unbearable. It was poorly written. There's not a lot of effort. And, and to be quite honest, that really extends to the story as well, because this story is one of the worst in recent memory in gaming. It's there's no resolution to it. The ending is appalling. I'll put a spoiler alert here because we're going to talk about it, you know, eventually. We're talking about get to it eventually, but if you don't want this story spoiled, which is Dead Island 2, why would you give a shit if you don't want it spoiled? You know, click away now, but the story's bad. Like beyond bad. Like we we have reached a point in zombie games especially with this style, this melee style, this first-person melee that somewhat features parkour, similar to Dying Light. We've reached a point in this version of the genre where we just can't tell a good story, and it's impossible. They they just can't tell a good story. Nothing has improved since the first Dying Light, and the problem is that game itself was an 8 out of 10 at best, and a lot of people have overrated it because of how much fun it is compared to other games in that yeah. style. Um, the story literally boils down to your, your character, one of the six that you can choose, I believe there's six, is yeah. you get but you get bitten and you find out that you're immune. So then you're somehow the key to the cure, only to find out that this doctor that's gonna help you is actually the one that started the, the breakout to begin with. Yep. That is as by the books as a zombie story goes, 
Except I have seen so many zombie games do their stories where they're not relying on that. Those tropes. They've so many other zombie games have done it better. Kyle, you rattled off the list of them. I mean, shit, Resident Evil, Dead uh, Rising, Days Gone, Days Dead Gone. Rising, Last of Us, like so many, The Walking Dead, like yeah. so many zombie stories have been better than this. Uh, Kyle, this story, this was an absolute slog to get through. I can't believe you platinum to this game. I really cannot believe that I witnessed a game's story and dialogue that was worse than Saints Row 2022. Yes. It's amazing that this is the same developers because these guys really put out, Deep Silver really put out a shit story with awful dialogue. I mean, do you guys have any connection to the modern world? Nobody liked a single one of these characters. I didn't care when any of the named characters died. Because there was no character development. They were all cringy, one-liner, you know... They they were two-dimensional as fuck. I did not care about anybody outside of Sam B, because he was from the first game, so that's really just the nostalgia hitting you, and Emma Jaunt, because she felt like she showed the most emotion out of anybody, and they weren't even you that great. with the lazy eye? They weren't even that great. They were in the game for the first, you know, what, fourth of the game? And then they don't come in until the very end. I thought it was dumb as fuck because what they could have done is kept us with Emma and Sam B the whole game. And the entire time we're going out into the city, we're finding other survivors, and we get, you know, a lead on this doctor. We go and find him, and he has a way out, blah, blah, blah. And... Instead, they kick you out of Emma's house after, you know, you do, like, four or five story missions in the very beginning of the game. And then you're just meeting new groups of people everywhere you go. And it really felt like they didn't give us any time with these characters. So when they died, I was like, I only saw you for two scenes. Am I supposed to feel something here? It was terrible, and the actual the actual dialogue itself was just full of garbage. There there were so many side quests with characters who had the cringiest shit, like that Amanda girl who, you know, is some like social media influencer. Holy crap, she was annoying. I skipped all of her dialogue after the first side quest because it was just so bad, dude. They really think that people enjoy this. I was hoping that Amanda died. I was, and thank God she did at the end of our side quest. Spoiler alert, she dies. And that was the greatest part of it. You know what the funniest thing is? You get kicked out of Emma's house early on. You can literally go right back to it. Yep. Yeah, that was so also like, stupid. So, like, what's the point that of getting was... kicked out if you can literally get, you know, fast travel right back to it? The, the characters in this story, I, I, I slipped up when I was talking to somebody else about it. And I said the problem is that none of them are redeemable. The problem isn't that, that none of them are redeemable. I feel like that would make them better characters. If they were all just assholes who, you know, just did what they did to survive. You got betrayed at every turn. That would almost be better. Because even though I'd see it coming, that would give them a little bit of a, some layers, at least a little bit. But here, you don't give a shit when they die. Michael gets bit early on in this game, and you just, you do not give a shit. You don't care whatsoever. Uh, and to me, 
it, it goes back to this is like the problem with uh, with Transformers movies, right? You know, you, what's the big criticism you always hear? We don't care about the humans. We care about the Transformers. Mm-hmm. In this, we don't care about the humans. We care about the zombies. Like, we yep. care about just running through them. Don't put the humans at the forefront of it. We do not care about them. And so it's just a lot of stuff like that that's lazy. I'll give you something else that's really lazy, and I don't know if you guys noticed this. So when you get to uh, Ocean Avenue, you get to the Serling Hotel. You remember how when you first find that group in the hotel and that the door's barricaded and then, you know, you get a gun pointed straight to yeah. your face after all that? Did you ever find it weird how this, the door was never barricaded again after that and it was just wide open? Yeah, that's true. That was that was a little weird. Yeah, like it, now well, that you mention it, it, like why why is that door just never barricaded again? Yeah, why, like it's 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 little details like that in the story in the safe zones. Like there are little things that the game does great in the overworld that are really good, like the gore and and the detail in the zombies. That's great. But that just doesn't make any logical sense. Like, you should have to open those doors every time you want to leave. And I know that that sounds like, oh, you're just creating another obstacle, creating another, basically a loading screen almost. But it would make more sense than the door just being wide open and them just saying, hey, anybody that makes it to the third floor of this hotel, come on in. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Especially, like, when you were on the beach and you had to go through the military base and you had to actually, like, pull those levers to activate those doors that took a whole minute and a half. And you were just out there in the middle of the zombies like that. Why did I need to do that in the middle of a zombie horde where there's no survivors around, but that location that's a quote-unquote safe house, we're just leaving that wide open. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, and and then, like, the part that's, the thing about all this that's even more of an insult is the stupid-ass ending that we get in this game. Oh I can't make sense of that whatsoever. I, I I can't. The fact that this game had the balls to sequel bait, to, to end on a cliffhanger, it didn't earn it. It didn't earn it in the slightest. Like, th- this is, and, and to be completely honest, you know, I'm, not, I'm not very far into Jedi Survivor, but th- look, you know, spoiler alert, that's the game we're going to be talking about next. It has the same issue of it's got to justify its existence. And so far, Dead Island 2 did not justify its existence. Dead Island 3 has no reason to exist, in my opinion. There's no cliffhanger. And I don't understand why we're going to be getting a sequel. Yeah. Why we're going to be getting a third game. Because we will. Now, we won't get it for years. Because as they prove, have they proven, it's going to take years for them to make another zombie game like this. But who wants to play another Dead Island game? Who wants to play Dead Island 3? This game, the story did not earn at all. Now, if that just sets up for some DLC, if the DLC's free, then okay, that's whatever. I don't know that I would pay for any DLC for this game. Kyle, the ending really got to you. Tell me why you didn't like it. For me, I really hated it because at the very end of the first Dead Island, it was obvious... It wasn't obvious. It was, you know, it was obvious in this game that they were just repeating what the first game did because in the ending of the first one you finally got to the voice on the radio and guess what they're not gonna help you they're you know just using you and so you have to go through this whole boss fight to kill these people to get the chopper to get out of there in this game it's the exact same thing the doctor was just using you for some dumb bullshit and it turns out that he was never gonna help you and 
you meet these other characters about halfway through the game. And they tell you that you are what's called a Newman, where you can kind of exist between human and zombie. And at first I thought it was going to be one of these, oh great, it's another, you know, next step in human evolution garbage, like we've seen a hundred million times. But it was actually kind of interesting because it wasn't exactly that. They're more of a hive mind and they're serving like a one sole purpose. And they have these different, almost, you know, superhuman-like abilities other than just immortality. They had, you know, this weird kind of telepathy thing going on. And they have these, you know, kind of spidey senses where they can tell when there's other Newmans around. And, you know, I, I felt that that was the most interesting part of the story. And those characters are no joke in there for two scenes and the end cutscene and i was so much more interested in those those characters and what they had to do with the story and i felt like if we had started with this and actually played it out with these characters being the main objective you know teaching what you are and then you have to fight each one of them because you find out that you know they're actually bad and you thought that they were helping you and i thought it would have been way better than just a rinse and repeat of the first game's you know ending because now, you know, with also with the first one, we didn't know if we were getting a sequel. Because it ended, you got out of there, and that was it. In this game, they set it up like, yeah, we're only giving you half of the story. The other half will come in the third game. That's stupid as fuck. Because... I like yeah. when I don't know that I'm getting a third game, and then they're surprising me with it. Not that, oh, I have to wait god knows how many years until I get the ending to this story that was very mid at best. And that's the problem. The most interesting shit is left out of this game entirely. Yep. That Newman stuff is is beyond intriguing. The idea of this hive mind that they all are connected through, that they all communicate through without talking, it's so intriguing. And yet it's hinted at one time, maybe twice, and then it's not in the rest of the game whatsoever. And that's not to say that this game doesn't have great moments. I thought the the battle on the pier, going through the carnival, and then fighting that zombie clown, I was actually oh, really clown. entertained by all that. That part was really entertaining. So uh, yeah. there, there, are, there are good moments in this game. They're overshadowed far too often. Right. And that's, that's the big issue, is that the bad more than outweighs uh, the good, and, and it does it does it three or four times over. So, Thacker, is there anything else you have left to say before we call it an episode? Uh, no. I'm glad to be back. Well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this game. There, uh, I mean, there, there's like, there's not a whole bunch. This to game was really... a seven. That's what's the saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's a seven. This it's game was a seven. seven at best. A seven at best, too. Yeah, for real. I wanted to give it a six, to be honest, because of that fucking writing. If somebody right. if somebody said that they could give it a lower score, I wouldn't argue. Honestly, the only reason I'd give it a six is even lower than that is the crashes. Because fuck that. It crashed on me early game. It crashed on me twice during the final boss fight. Like How many times did it crash in total? On me, I think three or four times. Mainly on the final boss, too. That's weird. Yeah, my I didn't 
I didn't have a crash, but that would that would piss me off. I didn't have a crash though. Um, but yeah, Dead Island Two, just kind of eh. There's really nothing else to say there. It's just it's disappointing because I know that we were all very very excited for this game. I know that we were all looking forward to it. It was fun to play it in co-op. Um, even if Kyle just said "fuck" the rest of us went and got the platinum without us, uh, that's cool and all. <laughs> that's cool and all. Uh, but I think that's a good place to call it an episode, fellas. So that is gonna do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow us on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Kyle, for Thacker, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.